0: Well, in our last episode, we told you three reasons why the Nashville Predators were going to make the playoffs this year. Today, we're going to pull our Missy Elliott, flip it and reverse it, and talk about the three biggest things that are going to hold the Predators back from a playoff berth in 23-24. We'll talk about it today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked
1: on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thank you, everyone, for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can find us free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. So I always want to start out with a special tip of the cap to our loyal Locked On Pred heads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys and we appreciate the support you give us week after week after week. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at PenaltyBoxRadio.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at InsideThePreds.com. Also, want to mention today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com/lockedon today to get started. All right, Ann, we're optimists. We are. So, we got that out of the way first. Uh, we talked earlier this week about three reasons why the Nashville Predators might surprise people and make a playoff, uh, you know, get into the playoffs mm-hmm. this coming season. Uh, now, screw all that noise. Uh, let's be <laughs> negative here for a second. Ah! Well, today, we're going to cover the three biggest question marks for the Preds this season things that could ultimately hold them back from being a playoff team. Uh, we got the happy stuff out of the way. We did. Let's be realistic here.
1: I know, and and you do have, you know, we have to be balanced and fair in our coverage of the Nashville Predators. But I will say this, as I was prepping for this episode, I felt like by the time we're done here, I'm going to want to wash my mouth out with soap because I am a hoctomist at heart, friends. But I think there are some real hard truths that we have to put, you know, as we said in college, we got to slap it on the ugly table and deal with what's real. So we're going to do that today.
0: Yeah. So number one, let's talk about the number one biggest reason. I think this is something that's been brought up a lot on social media. And and that is the scoring. Woof. Where is the scoring going to come from this year? And I think a very fair question to ask.
1: It is a fair question to ask. And it's almost excruciating to answer, especially when you kind of look back at last season. So last season, the Nashville Predators had – Nobody with 25 goals or more. Nobody. Our goal leading goal scorer was Matt Duchesne with 22 goals. When you look at the players who played more of a full season, now Duchesne played 71 games, he had 22 goals. Cody Glass, 17 games, 14 goals. Colton Sissons was our every game guy, and he only had 12 goals. Yakov Trennan, 77 games, 12 goals. This is a team that has got to generate far more offense. So many games that the Nashville Predators were in this season were one goal games and they were two to one. They were one to nothing, you know, and so generating offense has to happen. For me, it's all going to come down to one player. And and I think a lot of the responsibility is going to fall on one player's shoulders. For me, that person is Philip Forsberg.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Here, here's some stats and mm-hmm. uh, from last season, mm. uh, last season, uh, the Predators, including players that were traded at the deadline or left at the end of the season, uh, 77 goals left from last season, Wow! which, uh, as you might remember, wasn't exactly the best offensive team to begin with. No. Go back to that 2021-22 team uh, that broke a lot of records and players who are not on that team anymore. 143 goals from that season. Not on the team anymore. Now you look at the people the Preds have brought in, uh, which is Ryan O'Reilly, Gustav Nyquist, Luke Shen, and um, Dennis Gurianov. I'm only including NHL people. Only 38 goals between those from last year yeah so and I know there's Philip Forsberg has more in the tank battle injury issues a lot last year there's probably more there but that's still a 40 goal difference from an offense that wasn't good so you're realistic. so you know if, if you want to get back to you know being a good offense you're probably going to want to add you know you know 30 goals on top of what you had year before so you're looking at making up a hundred goals from last year's team and with a healthy Philip Forsberg and the players you brought in and all the young guys trying to take that next step are we sure there's 100 goals 100 more goals in there from last year I I, that's that to me is I, I don't quite see it
1: It's a lot of ground to make up. And and for me, like you said, this is Philip Forsberg time. This is we need 35-40 goal scorer, healthy Philip Forsberg, and he's going to have to do it without the line mates that he's had. You know, he was very successful on that Jofa line that we loved so many seasons ago. Johansson is now gone. Arvidsson, we parted ways with a while ago. Now we've got Matt Duchesne gone off the roster. The offense rests on the shoulder of Philip Forsberg. And if you remember when Barry Trots, was selling the Nashville Predators to players like Ryan O'Reilly and Gustav Nyquist, you know, he was saying, hey, here's our core. We have elite players at defense with Roman Yossi, at goaltending with UC Soros, and offensively with Philip Forsberg. Now is the time to be that elite offensive guy, and and Philip Forsberg has to be the guy to do it. And and I agree with you. He's got to do 35 to 40 of those goals that we have to make up because you are relying on a lot of younger players like Luke Evangelista and Phil Tomasino and Cody Glass to come in and fill in where Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson left. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's, and then I think that's the biggest thing is do you see that? Cause let's say Philip Forsberg does do that. And let's say mm-hmm. he gets back to scoring 40 goals this year. That's still 80 more goals you have to make up to be like, you know, kind of a decent NHL scoring team this year. Um, you know, like is is Cody Glass gonna score 20 more than he did last year? Or is you know Tommy Novak gonna score 15 more? Is uh Evangelista gonna come in yeah. and you know get 20 more than what he had? And on top of that, there's another kind of question mark overall that we're gonna tackle here in just a second. but do you see Ryan O'Reilly and Gustav Nyquist, know, those two know. in particular, being good enough to you know carry the rest of that load? that that's that's I, I think for me it, it's a no for me dog. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, no I, no I, me I dog. think this might be a very um lean year for the predators offense, even if some of the Ford players step up now, again, like this was all on, on a John Hines team who true you know, offense wasn't the you, We know that Andrew Burnett likes to play offense and, you know, we know he, you know, likes to, to, you know, create his entire strategy around having the puck and getting chances on goal. So yeah, maybe there's going to be, you know, a boost in the style of play. But I just think the biggest question mark is still the personnel for me, Anne. Like, I just don't see personnel-wise, unless somebody young just has a breakout year of all breakout years. Pops off. Just absolutely has, you know, something that even we weren't expecting in a best-case scenario. Uh, Yeah, this this to me is going to be kind of an interesting lean year.
1: Yeah. The other thing that, that kind of concerns me offensively is looking at Roman Yossi. We saw last year, kind of the defense never really solidified into anything. Yossi of course was out with injury, but you've got to put Roman Yossi with a defensive partner. That's going to unleash what he can do offensively. He's a huge part of this offense. So the defense also has to get sorted out if this team is going to generate enough offense to be competitive.
0: Yeah. And it's going to be a while to see if he does that, too. And it kind of ties into a couple of other things uh, we're going to talk about, which include two more reasons uh, the Nashville Predators might be held back from a playoff spot. Two big question marks, uh, including another one I think a lot of us have been talking about online, maybe a big concern. Uh, for the Nashville Predators coming into this upcoming season. We'll talk about that in just a second, but first I want to mention today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Right now you can take your first swing at betting major league baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. All you have to do is put down 20 bucks and you will land $200 in bonus bets win or lose that's 200 you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over under on how many runs there's going to be in a game to who you think is going to get the first home run to how many strikeouts your favorite pitcher is going to have in that particular game and you can do it all in an app that's safe secure and super easy to use plus when you win you get your money instantly that's why there's no better place to bet on mlb than fanduel America's number one sports book. So sign up today, visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. Again, fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, Ann. we are talking about the three biggest question marks for the Nashville Predators next season. Three reasons why they may be held back from making a playoff spot. Uh, We talked about lack of scoring. What's another question mark from you?
1: Well, we've kind of touched on a couple of these players and, and touched on this topic, but we need to dive in and, and perhaps face some hard truths. And that is, have the Nashville Predators missed their window when you're talking about their core players, when you're talking about Roman Yossi, when you're talking about Philip Forsberg, and when you're talking about UC Soros? Have the Predators missed their window? You've got Roman Yossi, who is 33 years old. Again, we're talking hockey years, y'all. We get it. That's not old in real people. But hockey years, 33 years old. Philip Forsberg, 28 years old. So we still got some miles on him, but he's coming off of a concussion. You know, we've talked about, you know, is he a little bit more injury prone? And UC Soros, 28 years old obviously playing some of the best hockey, but the Predators are going to need prime sorrows for the next two to three seasons. Mm. So one of my biggest questions is can these three core players be playing at their best? Is this going to be their best window to help shepherd through all of these young players or did the Predators wait a couple seasons too long to make this change?
0: And it's not just, you know, those core players too, but the people that you're bringing in, like yeah. Ryan O'Reilly. Is that the same Ryan O'Reilly from a couple of years ago? No. I mean, it's, <laughs> no. it's Nyquist, that just absolute, you know, speed demon of a player we saw from the Red Wings. No. Or at least that's not what they've shown. Now both right. of those players did have really good, uh, you know, second half of the seasons once they got traded to their new teams uh, and looked impressive. So there's a little bit there, but you know, how are they going to look over an 82 game stretch? Ryan O'Reilly is going to go from, you know, playing a support role behind uh, John Tavares and Austin Matthews and all these other players to more of a prominent role where the Preds are going to need to count on him. Like, is that good for a player who has already shown significant signs of decline? And there's an interesting topic he brought up because when we talk about Ryan O'Reilly, you know, everybody's like, you know, he's, he's older now. He's showing signs of decline. He's kind of on the downside of his career. Uh, he is a one year younger than Roman Yossi. Yes. And y'all. when people, when people talk about Eric Carlson, you know, when we talk about the Eric Carlson trade, everybody is like, you know, we don't know if, you know, last year might have been his like one really good last hurrah, right? You know, he might be, you know, on the decline soon. He may only have like two or three more years left in the tank. He's the same age as Roman Yossi. And we really haven't in Nashville started talking about the question when are we going to see the Roman Yossi decline? It right. hasn't happened yet. Right. Like it hasn't happened yet. I mean, I know the point total last year was a big drop off, but the st- the quality of play was still there. Right. But, you know, is, are we going to see signs of Roman Yossi not being the same player he was, you know, a few years ago sometime soon, you could argue defensively. Yeah. We've already seen that. Um, but it's just, you know, is, is there going to be concern about him and not being that same player he was a few years ago? Like, when do we start to talk about that?
1: Yeah, and I hate to talk about that, but it is something that you really have to consider. You are developing a young group of players, but you're doing that on the shoulders of these three core pieces, you know, and you talk about Roman Yossi at 33 years old, you know, two seasons ago, he had that amazing, what, 96 point season, every season where he is successful in the back of your mind. Now you have to say, is that it was that it? You know, and and I don't want to say that because a healthy Roman Yossi is certainly one of the best defensemen in the NHL. But he is coming off of a pretty significant concussion. Concussions are cumulative. So that's something to kind of keep in the back of your mind. You need the Predators absolutely must have elite level. Top of their game, in their prime, Saros, sporsberg and Yossi. And they have to have it not just for this season, y'all. We have to be able to rely on that level of performance from those three players for another two to three seasons while you develop these other players. And it, it begs the question, did the Predators wait a season or two too long to pull the trigger on this, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, the answer in retrospect is yes. Yeah. What? what we was didn't get like anywhere. After the 2020 season was like the first sign. it's like, Oh, they were going to take a step back and maybe play some young players. And then it just took one uh, fluke playoff run to be like, nah, screw that. We're going to go all right. Um Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a whole different podcast for the other day. Um, I, I don't think you have to worry about UC Soros too much no. unless something happens. Um, but I mean, he like, he's not one of the people that you you see, uh, you know, showing signs of decline no. or anything like that. Um, he has been consistently one of the best goalies in the NHL, so I don't expect it from him. Forsberg is going to be an interesting one just because of his past, you know, injury issues coming off a pretty big concussion. Yeah. It's, he hasn't rough. played a full season in quite some time. Um, so I think that is maybe starting to be a concern. And, and, but, but yeah, I mean, you, you need these young players to, to kind of step up and, you know, it's, you, you talked Anne about, you know, did we, did we miss our window to, to kind of do things and help these people at their prime, you know, did we miss a window to start this development process a little bit earlier and maybe getting some young players up to speed faster to have a faster window? Right.
1: Right. You look back and, and it almost makes you second guess, you know, should we have brought up Cody Glass from the AHL halfway through the season he spent down there? Did Phil Thomasino really need all of that extra time in the AHL last season? You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. can start to go, you know what? It might have been more painful and not the easy route, but maybe this should have started a couple seasons ago.
0: Yeah. Uh, one more big reason uh, that the Nashville Predators may take a step back next year and miss the playoffs coming up in just a second. But first, want to mention this opportunity uh, or use this as an opportunity to mention that Locked On Predators is your free daily Nashville Predators podcast available wherever you get your podcast whether it's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, anything like that, make sure you hit the subscribe button. You'll be the first to know when we have new shows open for you. And we're also on YouTube. You can catch us on the Locked on Predators YouTube channel. All of our shows are streamed uh, with Anne and I's lovely faces on them. Be sure to subscribe there, too, and let us know if there is ever a topic you would like to see us cover. All right, Anne. Number three, the Mm. number three question mark for the Nashville Predators this season uh, is there's just some better NHL teams this year. Yes. And, and, you know, let's we can explain this a little bit further. But, you know, there's always those every NHL game is tough. Right. We get it. But there is also. You know, teams that the Predators, you know, kind of got easy points against, or were easy games, or, you know, you know, battled through and you know got points against. You know, you're talking about your Chicago's, you're talking about your Anaheims, those kind of teams. A lot of teams out in the East that just haven't been good the past couple of years. There are a lot of teams on the up and up this year. I mean, you think about the Chicago Blackhawks, who the Preds. Uh, ever since that playoff series, you know, in 2017, we we kind of jokingly say the the series that broke the Blackhawks franchise. Uh, they have Connor Bedard this year, yeah. And, you know, some older players, but some better veteran players uh, than they had last year. They're gonna be not you know not the easiest team to beat. Right. Uh, we talk about the Anaheim Ducks, you know, you're having, you know, assumedly Troy Terry back, Trevor Zegra taking another year forward. And all of a sudden Leo Carlson, young prospects, they're presumably going to take another step forward. Arizona is presumably going to take another step forward. And all these teams in the East also like Ottawa, Detroit, Buffalo, yeah. teams that have been easy kind of games for the Nashville Predators also are going to be tougher this year. And it's just, you look at this and it's like, okay, These other teams are getting better. The Preds are going to take a step back. Are we going to see that same kind of magic where the Predators are able to maybe easily get some points against some teams here?
1: Yeah, I think what you're going to notice this season is that the Predators, through the decisions that they've made, there are going to be far fewer gimme games, And it's not like you said, it's not necessarily just what the Predators have done by you know moving on from Johansson and Duchesne and making roster changes. It's what the other teams have done. So those gimme games, those, hey, we're playing Chicago. Well, okay, that's two points. You're now gonna be battling for that. And then you look at the teams where Nashville could compete with, like, say, last season. You're looking at a team like Winnipeg. You know, Winnipeg and the Predators have battled back and forth for the last couple of seasons. They've kind of been in similar positions. Well, if Winnipeg keeps Connor Hellebuck, you're now looking at a Winnipeg team that maybe hasn't gotten exponentially better. But they've kind of stayed at one level and the Predators are taking a step back and you can't even say you know what with a good game we can split that series. This is a very different schedule for the Nashville Predators. You know, it's going to be much more difficult to look at a month schedule and say, you know what, here are the here are the games the Predators can walk away for sure with points. Right. Because those for sure teams got a little better and even Barry Trotz has said the Nashville Predators are just going to have to take a step back right now. So it is going to be very challenging. To come up with the easy wins, the Nashville Predators are going to have to battle in a lot of games that maybe we sort of just took for granted. And they're going to have to come up with some big upsets if this team wants to get into the playoffs. And some of these teams, you know, you're looking at Carolina, you're looking at Boston, you're looking at Florida. Those are going to be tough upsets, my friend. Those are going to be tough upsets to pull off for the Nashville
0: Predators. Well, it's funny because the Predators always seem to win those games and then drop drop games to <laughs> Seattle and Arizona oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So you know, yeah. it feels like over the last uh, few years, we've also had a lot of moment. What are you doing, Preds? Like, we've, yeah. it seems like we've had a lot of those games too. Not this team. Not this. Oh, team. Yeah, this is the game. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is going. You're going to have to kind of just get vibes this year if you want any chance of getting into the playoffs like you're going to have to go into teams that are much better than you and win games like the old school barry trot style which is just the other team is completely kicking your ass Mm -hmm. every which way to sunday and you survive and win two to one because your goalie either stood on his head or the defense block like 30 shots like you're you're going to have to win games that way if you want a chance and it's funny because last year you know uh, you know if we're going at the same time and we said that's how you're gonna win games there'd be a lot of people that's like well that's stupid like that means you're not good enough to be like a sustainably good team right this year you just might have to live with it like if you want to see the predators in the playoffs and let's let's be fair there's some players there's some fans out there that don't like there's Very true. rather see this be a full rebuild and maybe get some, you know, top five picks or whatever. But, you know, if you're somebody who just wants to see the predators kind of vibe their way into the playoffs and see what happens, you're going to have to get content with some of those games where you have absolutely zero chance of winning, but your goalie stands on your head or your defense makes big plays or you just, you know, capitalize on a flute goal somewhere.
1: Right. Right. And you're going to need so many more of those than I think the Nashville Predators fans counted on needing in previous seasons. And that I think is going to be really difficult. It's going to be really difficult.
0: Yeah. It's a different perspective this year, for sure. I mean, last, you know, you hated it the past couple of years because, you know, you, you brought in Matt Duchesne and Kyle Turris and Mikhail Granlin and all these players who are supposed to be elite. And, you know, now it's like, okay, well, why, why is this highly paid team not doing anything? Now with, you know, younger players and, you know, more role players in the lineup. Now I think, you know, you can be more happy with the results of games, whereas maybe last year we were more concerned about like how the Predators were winning games, like how they were playing. This year, I think you just got to fully embrace whatever the results are.
1: Yeah, this is a season where finally I think the Nashville Predators are going to meet expectation. It's the expectation is lower. And and you know what, as much as I, you know, as much as I would hate the thought of them not making the playoffs two seasons in a row, it almost takes some of that pressure off because since 2018, we have been saying, wait, why, why not? Why is this not happening? Why is this not happening? Look, we're, we're fully on paper understanding why this may not happen, you know? So any of those, any of those upsets, you know, they're going to feel extra good. Some of those losses may not be quite as painful as they were
0: last season. In the words of Pierre Lafleur from Dodgeball, aim low, that way you're never disappointed.
1: <laughs> That's the Nashville Predators, baby.
0: <laughs> That's words to live by, kids. Um, Here's a question to everybody listening. What are your biggest question marks for the Preds this season? What are some reasons that you think uh, the Predators will not make the playoffs next year. Let us know. Uh, either leave a comment on our YouTube page or tweet us LO underscore Predators. We love hearing your guys take on our shows. Um, so make sure you guys keep commenting. We love to hear your opinions. And where can people find your work?
1: You can find my work online at InsideThePreds.com. You can find me on Twitter at K underscore MamaOnIce.
0: You can find me at PenaltyBoxRadio.com or follow me on X. I can't, I can't get
1: there. I can't, I can't get there yet.
0: I don't know. Follow me on the the bird app at um underscore NS Morgan, whatever we're calling it nowadays. That's know. gonna do it for us on today's Locked On Predators Podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back later this week with an all new episode. We'll see you then.